0: We know that surveillance is being bolstered to manage an aggressive pest worm which has been found at more sites across the Northern Territory. Guava root knot nematode which can destroy fruit and vegetable crops was first detected in Darwin last month and Chief Health Plant Officer Dr Anne Walters joins me on the line right now to provide a bit of an update on the pest. Good morning to you.
1: Hello, how are you going? Yeah,
0: really well. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Anne. Now, how many sites has the pest been detected at now and whereabouts are they?
1: Yes, it was now detected at seven uh, confirmed sites. Uh, when I first spoke to you about this last month, we yep. talked about the fact that it was at Middle Point, Malak and Palmerston and Rapid Creek, but we've now also found it at Anola, Lianya and on Croker Island.
0: Right. Now, can you just remind us about the nematode and its impacts?
1: Yeah, so it's a microscopic pest, so you can't see it. It's a round worm um, and it lives in the soil and the impact on the plant is that it affects the roots of the plant and the plant's response is to create these knots on, the, on their roots, which is hence the name guava root knot nematode. Um, and it's when the plant starts to fail or die that people start to like, remove their plants and see these galls or knots on the roots of the plant and that's when you know that this is likely to be the pest that you've got. And
0: what it, you know what does it do to the plant? Oh, it sounds as though it does have a have quite a bad impact. What does it do and what does it mean for for territorians at this point?
1: Yes, yeah, so it burrows into the plant and then the plant responds, but obviously in the, in responding it puts a lot of energy into you know trying to fight what this invasive thing is and it, and it often will then start to fail. It's not as healthy, yeah. so in some cases it will die. So it really is um, a significant pest. Um, like I said, it's, you can't, you don't know it's there unless you start to see the plants that, that um, it likes to feed on affected. Um, and that's things like cucumbers and tomatoes and a whole range of other things. And so what we're, I guess, suggesting is that people are really careful when they're moving plants and soil around in particular, because you can easily move this pest around. And we're suggesting that if you're using machinery or equipment or even with your boots, just making sure that you clean those between moving from site to site.
0: Now, I understand that obviously surveillance is being ramped up. What exactly does that involve?
1: Yeah, so we're um, looking at doing surveillance, obviously, but we're also really keen for people to let us know if they're suspicious that they might have it or they'd like to you know, get us to come and have a look at their, um, some plants that they're worried about or whatever. And we're getting people just to call us in on one eight hundred zero eight four eight eight one. 84 881 And uh, like I said, so we're taking samples, but we're also going to be doing our own surveillance, particularly commercial properties. Um, just to make sure that the growers know what to look for and what to report, but also that their biosecurity practices are really well in place and so that they can reduce the risk that this pest will come onto their property.
0: And Anne, at this point, have any of those commercial growers, like are they impacted at this point in time?
1: No, we've well, we've got one commercial um, grower that's yep. impacted and that was actually how we first detected the pest. So obviously growers are out all the time, they're looking at their crops and this particular grower was concerned about his cucumbers and he contacted us and we went out and that's how we first had the suspicion that we've got this particular nematode in the territory.
0: Yeah, right. And so how is a grower like that being supported and how are those other growers being supported to sort of, I know you said you'll be, you, you, some of your team are going to be heading out and, and educating them and chatting with them about it. Is that how, they are going to be supported
1: yeah and um, one of the other things that we're really interested in doing is getting a project up to see if we can better understand whether there's ways that we can manage this pest most effectively so we will be working with the industry on that as well and this particular grower that first founder, is really keen on being involved in that type of research so that not only is he able to you know protect his own farm but also that of others
0: yeah and what should those growers like what are they on the lookout for and what's your message to them
1: yeah, I guess the thing that we're really suggesting is um, just be really vigilant with the things that you bring onto your property. So it might be things like, you know, you're bringing new plants on, perhaps quarantine them for a while and make sure that they're not you know, infected with something, that the plants are healthy when you actually introduce them into your system because as soon as you introduce the soil, it's really difficult, obviously, to if you've got contaminated soil, then you're introducing it into your system and that means that you're more likely to spread this pest. So we're suggesting that anything that has soil attached to it, just to be really careful of um, when you're bringing it onto your property. Like I said, if you can wash things and clean them, that's the best approach.
0: And is the Northern Territory working with other jurisdictions as well to try and manage this?
1: Yeah, well, at the moment, the Northern Territory is the only one that's got it. One of the things that we have suggested to other jurisdictions is that they do some surveillance themselves just to check out whether they might have it. But the other thing that we are suggesting is that they go back through their historical specimens and just make sure that they didn't misdiagnose, which is really easy to do because this pest is so closely related to other species. Yeah. Um, So there is a possibility of misdiagnosis. So we are working with other jurisdictions to help them to do the surveillance, but also to make sure that they've got the diagnostics right in case they do have this pests themselves
0: yeah well and i guess that's the that could be the concern for them is that they actually do and and don't
1: realize at this point yeah that's right because given how widespread it is in the northern territory you know we're talking from middle point through to Croker island it's really widespread it suggests that it's been here for some time and that also suggests that there has been a possibility that it could have been moved to other places inadvertently
0: And also, I guess the question that people are going to be wondering right now as well, Anne, is is how did we sort of end up with it in the Territory?
1: Yeah, it's a really hard one. And I I don't know if we'll ever know the answer to that. It's a really big problem in plant biosecurity is often that we can't work out where things have come from. Um, so at this stage, we haven't got, you know, anything that we can say was from this situation. It can be someone coming back, you know, with something that they didn't even realize that they might have been carrying the pest from overseas. But also if it is in another location, you know, domestically, it's possible that it's coming through there. But at this stage, there's nothing to suggest it is present in those places. And like I said, we're just supporting those other jurisdictions to help. Them to do that surveillance.
0: Well, Chief Health Plant Officer Dr. Anne Walters, we always appreciate your time. Thanks so much for coming on the show this morning.
1: It's always a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you.